Thank you for joining the Homeschool Help Desk Live. My name is Tam and I'm here to help you. You can find me on TikTok, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube at Cousin Tam. And now let's get into the show. Okay, sorry, I had to double check the podcast too. <laughs> so for those of y'all who are new to me, I record these lives so that you can go back and see them in case you can't stay or, you, you know, we all have different schedules um, on a podcast, which is just called Homeschool Help Desk Live on wherever you wherever you normally get your podcast. And I also record them live to YouTube so you can watch them on YouTube. And if someone, you know, wants to or prefers YouTube, you can also comment on YouTube as well live and I'll see it. Um, so I was just double checking <laughs> like both screens <laughs> to make sure it's working. And now I'm back focused on this screen. Okay, so Rebecca, you said you were thinking about one subject a day. Would that be enough to make it? Yeah, I mean, especially at the beginning, for sure. Like as you guys are getting into your flow, one is plenty. And then if you feel like, okay, we're 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 doing well with one, we're mastering one, let's add on another. Then you can do that for sure. And then as you guys get into that routine, then you won't have to like when you take a break, it won't feel like so out of the norm to start up with your you know, two or three schedule, two or three subjects because you're into that routine. So yeah, you can definitely start with um, one subject per day. Good morning, everyone. Ashley, you're asking any ideas for websites or something with hands-on activities for science or history? Yeah, so Ashley, for you, I would recommend checking out flockschool.com if you've got kids that are eighth grade and younger. Um, that website has pre-made lesson plans kind of targeted at homeschoolers that you can go through that have those, they have websites linked in the lesson plans. You can search based on a particular subject, like if you're, you specifically said science or history. So you can actually search just for science and history lesson plans and they have websites linked in the lesson plans. They have hands-on activities in some of them. So that was flockschool.com that I would recommend that you check out. Okay, you said first grade. Yeah, that's where I would start. Um, like I said, they're, they're pre-made lesson plans specifically geared towards homeschoolers. So I think that could be helpful. You said, Precious, y'all are making a playhouse out of cardboard and put labels for spelling and Spanish. Oh, that's such a good idea. I like that idea. More like a dollhouse. Okay, cool. Yes, Precious, flock like flock of birds. Exactly. Good morning, Kelly. Your son needs to be engaged or you lose him. Same, same. Like my son right now, we are... He's not much into sit down, let's do a workbook, but if I make it active or make it a game, I can do the same information that's on the worksheet, but I just have to make it active. So yeah, I feel you on that 100%. <laughs> My son is not for the sit down, sit still approach at the moment. He's six years old. Um, and like I said, I could literally go find a worksheet online but I would have to find some way to make that information on that worksheet active, engaging, playful, because he's just not interested at all in sitting down and filling in the worksheet himself. So I totally get where you're coming from on that. Good morning, Elisa. You said, do I have to be a stay-at-home mom to homeschool? And if not, where would my kids be when I'm working? So first answer to your qu first question is, no, you don't have to be. Um, second question is, it depends on you know your work schedule. What kind of support system do you have in place, if any? Um, if you have like a 
outside of the house job like I did at the beginning. My kids spent the days with my mother um, during that time when I needed that assistance or they, my husband had a work from home job all those years ago before, <laughs> before it was the norm. So they would sometimes just be at home with him while I worked. So it just depends on what you've got going on. I feel like with the working homeschool situation, everyone's work situation is so nuanced. It's really, it's really, really hard to say this is what this, this one formula works for all homeschool families. It's simply not the case. Like I, uh, when I was working outside the home, had a very standard eight to five Monday through Friday schedule. So it was consistent. I had my weekends off. My evenings were pretty much free. So homeschooling happened during the evenings and weekends. But you might have a job where you have like your third shift, two days on, three days off, or three days on, two days off. And it's inconsistent. Like you're not having your weekends all the time. You don't always have your evenings. So it's like, eh hard to give a, a one size fits all answer for the work option. And here's the thing too, on my page, I'm not going to tell you, you got to homeschool. You got to figure it out. Like sometimes it's better for your kids if you're in school, like sometimes that, that schedule just works better. But if you have um, a support system that can watch your kids while you're at school, it just, you know, you can make it work, I suppose, but everybody's so different. Like some people don't have support, like with family. Some people don't live near family. So it's may not be an option until your kids are older and could stay home alone. You know, it just, it all depends on all those individual details that can't be addressed in a one size fits all answer. But short version, like I said, is you don't have to be a stay home mom. Because uh, I wasn't until very recently, and you can make it work, but it it takes a lot more work. I'll say, <laughs> I'll say that, and you have to have um, people in your life that are going to, you know, follow your program as opposed to give you a hard time about it. Like at the beginning, my mom was very, she wasn't super hard against homeschooling. She just was like mm, giving it the side eye. So asking her for help at the very beginning was not really an option until. There was just one, uh, it was a two week period. I had to travel for work and my husband's work schedule was also not in alignment with what we were trying to, with, with him being able to watch the kids at home too. Cause I think he was, when, when that happened, he was getting ready to go back to the office. Like he wasn't working from home anymore at that point. So we had to have my mom, um, basically be our substitute teacher for two weeks straight until we could get back to our normal arrangement. And during that time, I had to make sure that um, I had everything on a spreadsheet, <laughs> even including their their clothes that they were going to wear that day, the snacks they were supposed to eat that day. Everything was like itemized down to the minutia. And I had all of their clothes, their outfits packed in individual bags with the socks and the underwear all in that bag. So literally all she had to do was grab a bag, dress them and follow my schedule. Not a lot of people are willing to be that. <laughs> strict or intense, I guess, with their planning. So, you know, for me, I'm not, I don't have a winged approach to my homeschooling. Not that, well, I can't say that. I don't know. I just, that's not me. I'm very structured with how I plan things. So it's like, not everybody's going to put in that level of work or can commit to that level of work um, or has the support that allows them to. So homeschool is just not always an option depending on you know, like I said, all the other in all the other factors um, 
that that you have going on in your life. But that doesn't mean it can never be. Like you could certainly work towards it, um, but it's not always possible. And I'm not like I said, my my content, my channel is never about like if I can do it, you can do it. Like nah, man, I worked for this. <laughs> I worked really hard for this. So it's it's not it's not a if I can do it, you can do it. It's if you want to do it, you can do it. That's what it is. And you'll you'll find a way to make it work if you really want to. But I had to change jobs um, in order to make this work. And, um, you know, there's other sacrifices that I, I, I don't know if I call it sacrifices, but just there's other decisions that I've made. Like I have locks. I don't get my nails done. I don't um, wear like a lot of makeup to make just, you know, bring down the cost of things. So, you know, it can be expensive to be a pretty girl. <laughs> Um, so some of that stuff, I've just had to be like, yeah, I won't be wearing lashes <laughs> so that we can make sure that we have enough manipulatives and workbooks. <laughs> so it's like, you know, some, some of those things people just aren't willing to do. And that's cool. Like me, I wear black all the time. Cause it's, it's easier to shop for. It's, it's less expensive. Like I literally got this two piece set from target y'all that I'm wearing today from, I think it was, it was $12 normal, like normal price, but then they're doing like a 30% off sale this week, by the way, y'all, like Target is doing 30% off clothes and shoes. So this matching set that I'm wearing today was like $8. <laughs> and I'm loving it because it's got these little like high-waisted biker short things that are really, it's comfortable. But that that's how I shop. I'm a savvy shopper. I'm not the, I'm not gonna, um, you know, buy myself something like clothes wise every weekend. Like I make those decisions to not do that so that I can, so we can just have, you know, the one income household. So not everybody's willing to do that, like I said, or can do that. Uh, but it, it definitely takes a lot of planning. All right, let me jump back to, <laughs> I think I was talking too long. You said, um, that's how all our family is with homeschooling. So you can't work outside the home. Mm, okay. You do have everything organized in case you're hospitalized again and easy grab and go. Oh no, I'm sorry to hear that you were hospitalized. You said, are you rigorous with time or do you do day themes having children that have to be active? I'm not rigorous with time when they're young. When they're young, like my son is six, we're not, I'm not like very strict. Like we must start at this time and end at this time. Um, I don't force that with him because you know anybody who has a young child knows like they're not always consistent some days they're up at six some days they sleep till eight and you're like what's happening today <laughs> um other days you know they they eat everything in the house and then the next day they eat like a bird and they're just picking at things and so it's it's a little bit harder at the younger ages to be so strict and so rigid um but we have a guide, we have a plan and an outline so that on those days where everything is going well and then we can follow our flow, then we do. Other days, I'm having to just adapt to whatever my son's throwing at me that day, to be quite honest. And But there's different ways that you can sneak in some learning though, without having to feel like, did we do anything today? Like you can sneak it in through a game, encourage him to watch shows um, that are educational, um, download apps if y'all have tablets that are educational and fun so that learning is still happening even if it's not like in a workbook on a worksheet uh reading to your kids every day is also like crucial because you can 
introduce you can introduce a lot of different topics through reading. You can find books at the library that cover math, that cover science, that cover history, that cover uh, how to be a you know a, a kind person, like all those. And then you're just reading the book to your kid, though. Um, so it's it's like you're doing multifaceted learning all in one. Oh man, thank you, Precious, for that compliment. You said that's cute. You can't do highways anymore. Oh no, you have pancreas problems. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, Precious, you said, thanks for answering that. My parents are weird about homeschooling. Yes, you a plan, an outline. Yeah, so Precious, just so you know, I think a lot of times our parents especially, but anyone who's against homeschooling, it's just because it's weird and new to them. Um, if you're new to me, I always am like comparing um, being a homeschooler to like being an entrepreneur. And when you first tell your family and friends that you're going to go into business for yourself, they're going to give you that side eye, like, how are you going to pay the bills? Um, you know, why why don't you just get a nine to five and just leave it at that? Why do you why are you trying to do something different? Like, you know, most businesses fail, right? Like they have all that negative stuff to say, even though they themselves may have never started a business. They're going to tell you what what to expect. Um, and it's kind of the same with homeschooling. Like these people have never been homeschooled, so they don't know what to expect. They don't often know what to um, what what is what goes into planning it. And so they just tell you kind of you know, repeated things that they've heard on TV or on shows. And they're like, you know, like how do homeschoolers even get a diploma? Like, what about socialization? And you don't want your kid to be weird, right? They're just repeating things that they've heard, not taking into account how much actually goes into making sure your kid has what they need. I think some people also look at homeschooling as being an easier alternative to public school. And I'm here to tell you, it is so not. Everything is on your shoulders when you homeschool. And if you go into this not prepared to shoulder that you could be setting your kid up for failure like that that first year could be really really frustrating for you if you're not prepared to seek out alternatives if what you've chosen isn't working like if you get married to the curriculum that you bought at the beginning and it's not working but you don't make changes prepare to suffer prepare to be frustrated because that was me um you have to be willing to adapt quickly to change because your kid, especially when they're young kids, they're changing so rapidly. And what you picked out in August, that was perfection. And you've made that schedule and everything is neat and tidy and you've laminated and all the things could be out the window by November when your kid is just over it or you've surprise, surprise, finished it before the whole year was over. So now you've got to come up with something different. So um, there's a lot of um, that goes on with homeschooling that I, I, I don't think that we have yet in the homeschool community have done a great job of like saying like, yeah, this is happening. <laughs> I tried to do that with, you know, being honest with y'all um, when we do these lives and telling y'all like, hey, no, it's, <laughs> you're going to adapt. <laughs> you got, it's like playing dodgeball constantly. <laughs> so it's, it's a, it's a tough gig, but it's also like so worth it. Okay, like once you've gotten into your flow, it's like, man, I couldn't imagine doing anything different from this. But getting it started, like getting that garden started, tilling the ground, you know, getting your soil prepped and ready, it's a, it's a process. Um, yes, Candace, there is so much trial and error. You definitely have to be flexible. That's so well said. You said you are you're already receiving that. Now you're a teacher too. Gotcha. <laughs> 
you're making the most out of side hustle so you can stay home. That's what I'm doing, Rebecca. Same. Like I have become kind of low-key addicted to passive income. <laughs> so I'm trying in so many ways to come up with different ways of, you know, passive income to be able to make it more comfortable and affordable for us as the economy is doing whatever it wants to do. Let's see, you're doing FLVS Flex and your kids aren't really taking to it very well. You're trying to explore other options. You wish you could choose your own curriculum and ditch the FLVS. What is FLVS? I have to look that up because I'm not familiar with that acronym. Oh, okay, gotcha, Florida Virtual School, okay. Can you not, can you not unenroll or withdraw? from this? I'm just, I'm curious because this, this is my first time hearing about it. You said you've been considering homeschool for a while and you're so scared your son is fourth grade, nine years old. It's, it's, it's nerve wracking, Jen. Like I said, I don't know if you were in here when I was comparing it to being an entrepreneur, but I will tell you if you're, if you're thinking about it, you know, take the plunge, try it out. If it doesn't work, you can always re-enroll. No shame. That's, that happens a lot, but I will say, as long as you are constantly seeking ways to make sure your son is learning and doing his best, you're not going to fail him. That's not going to happen because you're not going to settle and just be like, oh, well, this is what we're doing now. As long as you're consistently trying to find the best options for your kids, you will not fail them. You're all about change with the flow. Yes, ma'am. Your husband's here too. Awesome. Good. Cool. And you said you do have some support. She's already trying to be you, so you, so that does help. Multifaceted learning, it is. Yeah. <laughs> oh shoot, it just snapped to the bottom. Okay, I saw someone said virtual nightmare. No, virtual school was a nightmare for us. Okay, Christy Kirkpatrick. Okay, yeah, you were saying you can withdraw. Okay, gotcha. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. I'm just reading y'all's responses to each other. Yeah, I think for some people, like the virtual school is like that happy medium in between that it's like, it feels like a safety net, but it's also like you're in the net. You can't really leave <laughs> and go outside and, and expand um, in, in case part of what's work, part of what's in the virtual school isn't working. You are kind of still in that bit of a box. So, but it, it's totally, I totally get the idea that it's scary to take it all on. Trust me, there were times where I was just sitting in silence, like staring blankly, like, <laughs> What am I doing? Um, yeah, I still vividly remember those days of just feeling like I have no idea if this is going to work out. It's like a huge, you're taking a huge risk. Uh, you said, am I in Texas? No, I am in Georgia, Naomi. That's where I'm from. You say you want more than anything to get out of it, out of the uh, Florida virtual school. It is a nightmare. Hmm. I don't know if anyone on my Rolodex has done the virtual school, but um, for anyone who's in here, I do have a Rolodex list of other homeschoolers that are on this app. Um, if you want to reach out to anybody on that list, I highly recommend any of them on there. But Florida is very, real, very well represented on that list. If you wanted to reach out to someone who's in Florida and just ask them like, hey, have you ever had any experience with FLVS? I can't think of anyone off the top of my head who has, but maybe, and just ask them like how to navigate that. That might be an option. 
you're scared of taking it on by yourself, choosing the right curriculum. Yeah, same. That's me every year. <laughs> choosing the right curriculum. <laughs> uh, you said, let's see, now that I'm locked, you said, I'm homeschooling my son starting in September for kindergarten. I'll be reaching out to talk about how to help him adjust. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm here usually every Monday through Friday. Uh, no, backtrack, Monday through Thursday. See, that's why I wrote it up there. <laughs> Uh, from 8.30 to 10. And yeah, definitely just ask any questions that you have. You said you're in Florida and the homeschool laws are pretty lax. Mm -hmm. Candace is in Florida too, but she's not familiar with FLVS. Okay. You said you're homeschooling your son through CCA. They're really supportive. Is that the... Um, that's not... What's the name of it? Something converse, classical conversations. That's not that, right? Classical conversations. Is that who that is? Or maybe they're just CC. Mm, okay, a bunch of different CCAs come up under homeschooling. Which one are you talking about? Oh, Community Charter Academy. Okay. Okay. I'm not familiar with them. Is that something through your state? Oh, Philadelphia. Okay. So that's this website here. Okay. I see their website here. CCA Educate. Yep. Got it. I see them on here. You, Naomi, you said, okay. Yeah. Texas is very easy. That is so true. This is your first year, but you're so committed. Good. I mean, that's, that's really the main thing, like having that energy that just says, no matter what, we'll figure this out. You will. That is the, that is the, that's the, the main thing that you need is the drive, the desire. So even when I'm saying, when you choose a curriculum that doesn't work, cause it happens to all of us. I have never met a person who is still using the same thing that they started with. So when you've chosen something that no longer is working, <laughs> having the, you know, first of all, being able to recognize that it's not working and then adapting and changing to what something else that is, um, that's the main thing that you need when you're homeschooling. And then just keeping your eyes on your kid. Like you can tell when your kid has learned something new. You can tell when they're frustrated. You can tell when something isn't clicking and just being in tune to those signs of like, okay, we've been at this one for like a month, two months, and it's still just, it's like, driving into a brick wall repeatedly, we need to find something else. Being open to doing that is is the essential part of, you know, making things um, work for you. Uh-oh, I think I accidentally sent someone an invite. Sorry about that. Um, Let's see. Let me jump back up. I think I'm good. If I missed your question and it was directed at me, um, I know they took away QA. So if you just type it with like an emoji in the front, like especially one of the yellow emojis that makes it easier to see. You said, wait a minute, why does this look like it got cut off? And help for Missouri, first year for kindergarten with the sad face. Where's the first part? There's no first part to this question. I hate that this gets cut off like this. Good morning, Olivia, how are you? Hey, good morning, Kay. Okay, I'm the Missouri um, passion. You said the 
It just cut off like and help from Missouri. So if you're just looking for someone from Missouri, um, I do have there are people from Missouri in my Rolodex if you wanted to reach out to to ask like Missouri specific questions. But if you're just looking for like general help for home, for homeschooling kindergarten, um, definitely ask any any questions that you're having, like anything specific. You said advice. You got a text that your new homeschool kid is a teacher is a teacher's roster for oh on the teacher's roster for today. You mailed her withdrawal. I would follow up. Just follow up with the school and let them know like I've submitted the withdrawal on this date. Have you received it? Uh, do you need me to resubmit it? That's what I'll. That's what I would do. I would just follow up with the school directly and not not rely on the mail because um, I mean we all know the postal service things get lost things get delayed so i would just follow up directly with the school even if it means having to walk up there just so that you don't end up getting like a truancy letter and just say like i mailed this in this date this time my child is being withdrawn this year what do you need from me to make sure she's no longer on your rolls that's what i would do you meant help for Missouri homeschooling. Okay, so yeah, um, in my Rolodex, I do have um, some folks on the list who are specifically, they're in Missouri. Um, if you wanted to reach out to them directly um, to ask like specifics about Missouri. From what I understand, it's not too complicated though. You said your library is having a homeschool meetup today. Kind of nervous, you don't know what it's about. Probably just seeing who, who like who's homeschooling in the area. Nothing wrong with that. I've definitely gone to um, the library several times and met homeschoolers that way. And it's just kind of a good way to just see who's local to you with no pressure to like sign up for a co-op or anything. You can just say like, hmm, see, see who you see and who you end up connecting with. Oh, Olivia, you said you're recovering from canning. That was a lot that you did. Y'all, if you haven't um, followed Olivia's page, she was talking about how she was canning watermelon jelly. <laughs> like that's so intense. Canning is like a workout. Um, you said also it's the first day of public school, so you're taking the day off. Fair. That's a great thing to do. <laughs> oh, good morning. April, you said, hi, friend. Any suggestions for forms of passive income? Something not super complicated. Um Gosh, I feel like complicated is subjective, but um, I wrote a book. <laughs> I wrote a guide that um, I just put on Amazon Kindle. It's like once you write it and post it, it's not really complicated. You can people purchase it. It's a form of passive income kind of pays for our Netflix now. <laughs> um, and that's how I look at passive income. Y'all just in case you haven't heard the term or you've not really looked much into it is I don't think of it as having like a certain amount per month. I just look at it as like what bills can I now say are paid through this income and just try to incrementally increase like however many bills are being paid by that passive income to the point where maybe one day we get to the point where all of the bills are paid through passive income. Um, one thing I would suggest though, is if you wanna ever go onto Pinterest and just type in passive income, there, there are so many pins that have like just lists of ideas that you can look through and see if any of those resonate with you that don't seem like they're complicated. And then from that list, go to YouTube and guaranteed somebody has made a YouTube video about how to do whatever that passive income is that stood out to you. But it's kind of hard for me to say what's complicated or not complicated because me personally, I'm a type A spreadsheet type person who likes to read and write. So writing a book was not complicated to me. To you, you might say, oh, my God, that's the worst thing ever. <laughs> but other people would say like um, YouTube as passive income is 
But to me, YouTube is complicated. Like I'm over here, just, I keep looking to the side, like, am I still recording? <laughs> so it just, you know, we're all different. It just kind of depends on what you think is um, complicated or not. But again, Pinterest has a ton of things on there, like as far as list of different types of in passive income. And then you can just go through and just kind of check like, okay, that, that sounds interesting. That sounds interesting. I don't like that. And then just look on, even look on um, here, TikTok, other creators are talking about it. YouTube creators are talking about it. And it just kind of, you can take it from there. Um, you say, Rebecca, you said we're using education side and education site and adapted mind so far so good your kid loves the learning games okay good yeah that's the key guys it's just like keep doing those temperature checks with your kids to see like what makes their eyes light up what what are they engaged with and then what are they like dreading because you know there's different ways that you can ap approach teaching a subject and you want to try to avoid the dread as much as possible <laughs> anyone familiar with foolproof spelling by mrs wordsmith Mm -mm. But let's look it up. Okay, so, oh, she's got a website here. No, I've never seen this. I wonder, does she let you have a preview of what this stuff looks like? Oh, and she's got some apps too. A one app called Word Tag. Hmm. I don't know about why, but right off the bat, this reminds me of something from like BJU Press that I've seen. Oh, but there's free samples. You know, I love my free samples, y'all. That's the thing too, like that. To me, it's a red flag if someone has a curriculum and there's not a free sample. That's a red flag. <laughs> like, why won't you let me see what it is you want me to buy? And see, the thing about the free samples, too, is you can take a couple days to try it out on your kid to see how they respond. And that's going to be your biggest test. Like all of us in here could say, this is amazing. But you try it out with your kid and it's like they're not. I hope you're enjoying this episode of Homeschool Help Desk Live. If you'd like to participate in a live show, you can follow me on TikTok at Cousin Tam and join the live every Monday through Thursday from 8.30 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And now, back to the show. Dang. Yeah, for like the past half hour. <laughs> so today's podcast will be shorter because I wasn't looking. That is my bad, y'all. But it's on YouTube, though. So <laughs> I guess if you want to see the whole thing, you have to go to the YouTube channel. Okay. Let's see. You have written speeches, but that was for presentations they wanted to do. Okay. Yeah. See, again, it, it follows their interests. So I totally get that. Let them. You let them journal each day. I think that's an important skill, like to be able to journal your thoughts and feelings to get through things. If your kid is a natural like writer, leans towards writing, I agree with that. Uh, you said what website? We were talking uh, about GeorgiaStandards.org, which is the the standards website for Georgia. Any must-haves for a small homeschool space when you don't have an actual room? 
Mm, that's a good question. Anyone, um, I would say all of us should drop in what we think, but I think dry erase boards are essential. Um, that to me is like a non-negotiable. You got to have dry erase in, in homeschool because you can just explain things so much easier and you're not wasting a bunch of paper. Um, I would say a printer also because you're going to come across freebies and it just is a lot easier if you already have a printer at home. Um, you know, you can get one of these little carts that's like a thing in the homeschool community to like be space saving. Oh, if you are the type that likes to use posters, you can get like a bunch of posters that are the same size and do a hole punch like this so that you can rotate the posters around and just hang them like on a command hook on the door or even on the microwave. So I like this idea quite a bit. On our dry erase board up here, we actually have like little hooks that I can clip these to when I want to hang them up. So I do recommend that. I think that's a good space saving idea. But yeah, anyone else can um, also drop in what you guys think would be good. Is it common for moms who work full-time outside of the home to homeschool? Jen, I would say it's not common. It's not common, but it's it's possible and it does happen. But I wouldn't not I would not use the word common. I would say if I had to put a percent to it, um, probably less than 20%. Because I do think most parents who homeschool either work from home or are stay-at-home parents. But there there's a good chunk of people, myself included at one point, who did uh, homeschool while working outside of the home. But it is not common. I would not use the word common to describe that. It's definitely um like i said like one, one in five maybe but totally possible and like i said there's some folks on the rolodex in my profile who are examples of working outside the home and homeschooling but it's for sure not the norm not common and that's unfortunate but it's also like a reality it's just sometimes hard to do all the things <laughs> it's just difficult to manage and you have to definitely have you know, it's like a drive that comes from somewhere else, <laughs> an energy that comes from somewhere else to do it. Um, but it's it's possible. It's just it's you got to have support. You got to be disciplined. Um, but like I said, I would not say that it's common. I feel like it's definitely less than half, probably closer to 20 percent or maybe even less of, of parents are outside of the home. Now, again, if you're just talking like just working parents who homeschool, that would drive it up more to maybe about at least maybe 50, 60% because a lot of us are working inside the home, but um, outside is, is, is a lot tougher. So what is the average hours of day for homeschooling? Depends on the kid. I would say probably three hours or less is the norm for younger kids. Older kids, maybe three to four hours. Um, but I would say probably four to four and a half is like the max. And that seems like a long day with homeschooling. Um, but yeah, definitely probably less than three is the norm. You're home, but you work 25 to 30 hours a week in our office to run a small business. Gotcha. Gotcha. Apps and YouTube make lessons easy with no paperwork and they don't take up space. That's so true. That's so true. Having a tablet is essential, I think, too.
All right, no problem. Hey, Teresa. What do you what do you do if your first grader hates learning? Ah, uh, Susie, I would say um, ask them why. Because the thing is, I think most kids don't hate learning. They might just not like the method that you're using. Because if your first grader plays Roblox or Minecraft and they taught it to themselves, they learn. They like learning. They just may not like the method being used to teach other subjects. So this it could be something as simple as changing the curriculum being used changing the method, changing the schedule, like, but I think most kids can't help themselves. They, they are always learning. They really literally can't help it. Um, but you, as the parent, are going to have to sit back and observe, like, how do they learn? Do they watch YouTube? And then all of a sudden they can quote what the YouTuber was saying. Um, if that's the case, you might want to incorporate more videos into their education. Um, do they pick up a book and read it by themselves and then later come tell you about it. Well, then you have a reader on your hands who will want to, you'll want to use more books. Um, the thing is that I have seen in my experience is I thought my kids didn't like learning when the truth is they just hated worksheets <laughs> and workbooks. Um, so I had to divorce myself from that mindset because I, you know, coming from public school was like, well, how am I going to show proof that they learned something today if I don't have a worksheet that says we learned today? And you have to um, get out of that mindset because in life, there's no worksheets, right? Like how many of us have learned so much on this app, but there's no worksheets? You know, I don't take attendance at these uh, in these lives. So, but you might still learn something if you pop in and chat with somebody. So um, we as public school parents or those of us who went through public school have to kind of really take a step back and say, okay, you know what? If I hate this, <laughs> my kid might also hate this. Like, ask yourself, could you sit down and do the schoolwork that you picked out for your kid? Because your kid is probably more like you than you realize. You know, like most of us, our kids are like us, whether we want to admit that or not, right? So if you wouldn't want to sit down and do your kid's schoolwork, chances are they won't want to do it either. But if you find something online and you're like, oh, this looks fun, this looks interesting, then more than likely they might agree with you and want to do it with you and therefore learn at the same time. Um, also think about how you learn. Do you learn from TikTok? Your kid might learn well from YouTube or some other type of video series. And that's okay. What you then would have to do is figure out how you are going to document that learning and assess it. You know, are you going to assess it in a conversation? Are you going to um, give them a challenge to have them do a puzzle or something and, and assess them that way? But you, yeah. you have to keep in mind, like our kids see us. And if we're giving them work workbooks while we go scroll on TikTok while they're, you know, doing the workbook, they're not going to be motivated to do that. They want to scroll on something too. So you kind of have to um, try to put yourself in your kid's shoes. That really helped me. Um, also, ask your kid to teach you something. That's how I learned my kids' learning style was asking them to teach me something that they're really interested in. And by observing how they taught me, then I would imitate that back to them in order to teach them something. And one thing I noticed with my oldest was like, she needs to know why this, or excuse me, my middle child, she needs to know why this matters. Otherwise, she's just like, it's like dead on arrival. She's not interested. If she does, if she can't see why she should care or why this matters in the grand scheme of things, cancel Christmas. She doesn't want to do it. My older one is definitely more like she prefers things that are quiet and neat and tidy and she prefers to read. So finding things to 
that that she can read to teach her those topics is going to work better for my oldest and for my son he's got to be moving if i ask him to sit still and learn i i, I might as well not teach him anything because he's not going to want to sit still even when he's watching tv he's up moving around but he's still listening and we have to recognize that some people are like that they need movement in order to learn so yeah that's i know i kind of went on a bit of a rant on that susie i apologize but if your kid hates learning it's more likely the style and less that your kid doesn't like learning it, it more it's probably a, the approach or the method okay whoo hold on let me jump back up a little bit does everyone have a schedule with a start time i do but most people don't <laughs> that's what i've noticed I seem to be in the minority on that, but it depends on your family though. If your family operates well under, you know, with structure like that, then having a start time could be good. If, you're, if your family is much more free spirited and y'all can like just learn throughout the day and you're good with that, you don't really need a start time. You might just have like monthly goals instead of like daily start times or even yearly goals. Okay, let me jump back up a bit because I know I was rambling. <laughs> Did you buy your kids laptops? No, my kids don't have laptops. They have tablets. And then we just have this desktop here that I use, um, but we share it for some of their assignments. So um, they do not have laptops. I might go that route for high school, though, which is next year for me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. You said the style of learning from public school is what made me want to homeschool. Your son was miserable. Yeah, it's not, you know, guys, honestly, if we're if we're honest with ourselves, we know that that format is not something that we would want to jump back to. <laughs> it really isn't. And so uh, we have to be mindful that our kids are smart. They see us, they observe us. And if we wouldn't want to do it, our kids are our little mirrors, mirror images. We, they're not going to want to do it either. He said, uh, Olivia said she doesn't like that you try to get everything done before lunch. You're trying a new routine this week. Okay, let, let me know how that goes. He said, we're going to learn who thought to pop popcorn on the first day. Nice. I love a good edible lesson. <laughs> Wait, the Jackson 5, where, where are y'all currently? That you're not getting a good homeschool network, did you say? Hold on, let me jump back. You said... Oh, you're moving to Georgia so you can have more, have a black homeschooling network. Okay, wait, where was your first comment? Or was that the first comment? I feel like I'm not seeing all the comments today, y'all. So I apologize. Uh, did you always homeschool? Yes, my kids have never been to public school or daycare. You have to have a start time. Yep, yep. That's how we are. I'm, I'm really not that... Um, I tried to be a free spirit. It doesn't work. <laughs> I admire people who can, though. It's just, I can't do it. You said Common Core just doesn't work well for learning mind. It confused my kids. Yeah, that's the thing, too. Isn't that like, I feel like um, sometimes public school is such a gamble. If you come out of it successful, you are like, you're a rare breed. The rest of us are somewhat traumatized and having to unlearn that and then figure out how we actually learn and then try to help our kids learn like there's so much that our generation is going through trying to like like reset like trying not to you know repeat the mistakes of the past because it is such a 
when you sit back and you say to yourself, why did we think that this was a good idea? Or why did our parents think that? Well, I know why my parents thought it because it was the only thing that was available. But now that we know differently and how we can learn things literally in a day by watching YouTube, why would we think that our kids have to spend all that time in, in a place like that where they're barely seeing the sun, where they're being given assignments that don't translate to adulthood and, you know, just having all of their creativity basically like boxed up and put on a shelf because they're not really able to use it. Why would we think that that's a good idea to, to send them through that? I think some of us are just having a hard time divorcing our minds from that thought process, which I totally get that because that's me too sometimes. But when people really want to challenge me about homeschooling and, and like, why would you do that? And like, what about college? And like, well, what if I'm not preparing my kid for college? Let's talk about it. Like, what if I am preparing my child to form a business that employs your college graduate? Right. <laughs> so <laughs> they don't want to go there, though. <laughs> and then like, what about socialization? Like, what if I don't want to socialize with you? Right. <laughs> what if I don't want to? <laughs> so it just depends. I, I know some people still just want to like argue, but I'm not going to argue. I'm just going to ask. I'm well, we just have a conversation, ask questions. But what if I'm not trying to prepare my kid for the same kid, you're, for the same future you're preparing your kid for? So. Hey, what's going on, Lynette? Okay. Ooh, what am I missing? I feel like I'm definitely missing something. Oh, okay. Mom first, you were saying it depends on the school district. For sure. And it also depends on the school district. It depends on the teacher, their commitment to your kids. Like having a well-rested teacher <laughs> is sometimes the difference between your kid having a good day or not good day. I'm just not willing to take all those gambles. It's like too many things have to be perfectly in order for my kid to have a good education. And I have to take that gamble 13 years in a row. Mm. When I know that I'm 100% committed every day to my kid, like that's how, I, that's how my mind thinks about it in a very mathematical way. I know I'm 100% committed to my kids every single day and I'm going to do what they need and make sure they have what they need every single day. But a teacher who might not be getting paid well or might have stuff going on at home or da 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 it might they might be 60% committed to my kids so my kid gets 60% from that teacher today no hate to the teacher they're humans but they're not going to be 100% committed to my teachers every day they're, they're not the teacher's not going to be 100% committed to my kids every day so it's just it's and i also think it depends on your kid your kid might just want to be there and that's totally fine. I know I did well in public school, but it was under a certain set of conditions, under the conditions that I think my teachers had a, just a different experience back then. It was, they, they had autonomy in the classroom. They could actually teach what they were passionate about. They didn't have a whole lot of restrictions put on them. So they could be happier. They, you know, you could afford things back then, so they probably didn't feel as stressed financially. They didn't have to DoorDash after um, they got off work. So it's just, it so depends on so many different factors. 
that um, it's just, I know for me, I'm 100% committed to these kids that I have. It's a toss up if you go to a different, um, if, if you put them in a public school environment. Y'all hear my, my son humming in the background. <laughs> okay. You said, what if I don't, right. What if you don't want to fight for an IEP? Exactly. Here he is y'all in all his glory, my son. <laughs> He's looking at himself on the YouTube screen. They, they can't see you on this one though. You have to scoot in more. You want to scoot in some more this way and say hello. Good morning. Morning. Yes, trade schools are not a great option. Well, I agree. Apprenticeships. Agree, agree. I agree with y'all. I have a class. <laughs> Your son began homeschooling this year for kindergarten, and he wants to do it even on the weekends. Oh, good. That's a good sign that you've got something that he's interested in. Did you eat breakfast? Mm. Okay, go eat. Now I'll see you in a few I'm minutes, not okay? Really not yet? All right, well, I'm almost done with the live, so I'll see you in a few minutes, okay? Okay. You can take that with you out the door. So yeah, so my son also started um, a new class this weekend, a new martial arts class, and he was like, can we do this every day? So that's a good sign that you know that um, what you are choosing what you've chosen for your kids if they're excited to continue even beyond when you're like okay we're done good sign that's that's a, the best sign that you could hope for you let him take the lead excellent 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 <laughs> y'all think you think he's my twin really oh that's because y'all haven't seen my husband <laughs> he is like the mirror image of my husband it's like copy paste it's crazy what are the social socializing activities you incorporate? So each of my kids right now has their own thing. I, I highly encourage that if you've got multiple kids. Can you, uh-uh, I'm gonna finish up here. Let me answer the, this question. Um, your six-year-old son says hi. <laughs> um, so each of them is in their own activity um, once a week and then um, without giving out too much detail, like my oldest is in an anime club hosted through the library. It's not just anime, but that's her primary focus there. Um, my middle child is in Girl Scouts. My son just started martial arts. So each of them has their own, th the, the three things that they do um, individually. And then, you know, going to the library just to pick up books. That's also just our social inter interaction. There's almost always other families and kids there. Anytime we leave the house, truly, though, it's a socializing opportunity. We've gone to my husband's job several times just to have lunch. They meet other people and adults at that in, in that environment, um, playing with kids in the neighborhood, playing with kids when we go do park days, all that kind of stuff. So it's all kinds of just anytime they're out and about. He's doing Taekwondo. That's the that's the martial arts that we chose. Well, he chose. I just, I'm transportation. Oh, <laughs> uh, thank y'all, man. Thank you. Bubba, they say you're handsome and adorable. Thank you. <laughs> he says, thank you. <laughs> thank you for the roses. Thank y'all for the likes too. I just happened to look up at the likes. I appreciate that so much. Yeah, one of my goals also, guys, is um, 
to on YouTube be more descriptive with what we're doing this year. I have videos posted from like a couple years ago, like 2020. Um, I'll be updating that in addition to doing the lives on the YouTube channel. So if you guys want to subscribe to my YouTube and follow me there. Um, I know in the past I've been asked about consultations, like doing, you know, individual one-on-one -on -one consultations. I'm not there yet, y'all. <laughs> and I talked about it a little bit over the weekend, um, just about how I recently got out of a customer service type of job and I'm just not ready to jump back in just yet. Like I'm still traumatized from that. Um, and just knowing like sometimes people just aren't nice as soon as money gets involved. Like we're all nice and friendly now because this is free, but as soon as money changes hands, it's like, ah. uh, <laughs> So I'm not sure if I'm ready to jump back into that yet, but I do plan to be more active posting on my YouTube channel, which is just Cousin Tam. Um, I'm the same name all over social media. So Instagram, Cousin Tam, TikTok, Cousin Tam, YouTube, Cousin Tam. Um, also, um, the Homeschool Help Desk Live is the name of the podcast. You can also just search that on YouTube and I'll come up on that too. So I try to keep the naming consistent um, across all the platforms. So, and also if you're looking for like um, help with transcripts and all that good stuff, I do have that on my Etsy shop. Um, I'm not much for a paper planner. I've tried and failed several times. So I did post the planner that I'm using this year, which is just, um, it's a spreadsheet that I'm doing. Uh, and that's also posted on my Etsy shop. Teresa, you said Dollywood and Splash Country are doing homeschool days. <gasps> oh my gosh. Mom, we're going to Dollywood. I need to know. I'm going to look that up after this. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Y'all, I'm such a Dolly Parton fan. I don't have my Yeti mug here that has those nine to five lyrics from her song, but I'm just like, the fact that Dollywood's doing homeschool days, that's that's all I need to know. Thank you for sharing that. A trip will be planned. A trip will be planned. <laughs> my mom is like, let's go. <laughs> Your co-op goes every year. Oh man, that sounds fun. I need to, I need to go. Um, it's going to happen. Uh, you said, I'm glad you mentioned teacher ID and discounts. You've been researching and found out about aquarium classes, science center, and et cetera, all kinds of discounts. Yes, yes, y'all. If you haven't um, looked into getting your free, like, like what disc, not free, but getting your teacher ID so that you can see what discounts you qualify for, for in your area, please do. <laughs> Please do. Okay, you're dipping out. Awesome. Well, thank you for being here. Cindy, you're welcome. Thank you so much for being here. I'm happy that you stopped in. I'm here usually Monday through Thursday, 830 to 10. So definitely stop back in if you ever have any questions or just want to listen or chat, what have you. That's why I do these. This is what I wanted when I was getting started. I wanted a like no stress community. There's no like pressure to join a co-op or pay a fee. And you can just get your questions answered. Cause sometimes the question is quite simple. Like just, you know, give me an example of a schedule and then I can go from there. Like give me a, a template to follow and tell me what's working for you. I don't want to have to pay extra for that. <laughs> um, so just having that 
real time back and forth because sometimes if you comment on a video you know like from six months ago the person doesn't really get back to you so something live where you can just be like let me get this question out real quick and get an answer <laughs> without having to break the bank because we're all trying to do this some of us on a shoestring budget so thank just that's that's the purpose of this and i want to continue as long as possible so if, you know if you guys do support me or want to support you know the channel by subscribing or any of that i i'm grateful for it um, I, I get as much out of this too. I get a lot of, out of just being able to chat with you guys. It's helping me overcome some of my de-schooling issues. Yes, you can get a teacher ID. Um, in the resources link in my profile, there's a couple of sites on there that, that um, you can print it. In Georgia though, I don't have a teacher ID. I just use our declaration of intent letter as my proof that we homeschool. So if you're in a state where you have a form, a form that you fill out, I use that instead of the teacher ID, but if you're in a state like Texas doesn't have forms, you can get a teacher ID. You can purchase one for a couple bucks so that it looks nice and official and use that at certain stores. So for sure, you can definitely get one. Thank y'all. Some of you use a Panda planner, fill it out and then take a pic. Whoa, wait a minute. You take a picture and it uploads. I've never heard of this. That sounds like the, um, what's the name of that planner? There's another planner that's similar to that. I totally forgot the name of it. I need to look into this because that's me. Like if I can have a mix of writing and digital, that's my jam. Thank you for saying that. Um, is it Andrea? I know it can be Andrea or Andrea, like my name can be pronounced in more than one way. <laughs> I need to look into that. I just looked it up. I'm going to be looking into that after this one. How do you even know? Oh, excuse me. How did you even know you could homeschool? You're not smart. You're not that smart for that. Son, son, son. A little, little too loud, please. Okay, let me answer this question. That, that This will be my last one for the day, though, because uh, I do want to get on to our homeschool day. So you said, how did you even know you could homeschool? You're not that smart for that. Um. I knew I could for two reasons. One, I was an admissions counselor and I saw what was required to get the kids into college. <laughs> and when I saw that, I was like, oh, wait a second, I could do this. Um, but also what makes me know that I can is because I have just a natural curiosity myself. Like if you're a curious person and you teach yourself anything, anything, you can homeschool. If you've taught your child, if you've taught your kid to potty train, you can homeschool because you've taught them You've taken them from zero to a hundred on something. You can teach them any subject. You just might not be, you might not feel that you can do it in the way that it was taught to you, but that doesn't mean you cannot teach your kid. If anything, you're the most qualified to teach your kid because you've already been doing so for so long. Um, it's just a matter of finding the right method, uh, finding the right resource, which does take some time and take some energy. Um, but it doesn't mean you can't do it. You know what I mean? Like you can definitely teach your kid. You've already been teaching your kid. And that's what I say to anyone who, son, little volume, less, please. Um, to anyone who has been trying to decide whether they can or can't, just remember, you're not a public school teacher when you're teaching your kids. You are a mother, you're a father, you're a grandparent, you're aunt, you know, whomever you are to your kid, you are teaching them already. If you've taught them how you like their rooms to be made, you've taught them. If you taught them, you know, the rules of your house, how to respect your elders and all that kind of stuff, you've already taught them. 
um, you know, if you live in the South, you teach them, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, yes, sir, no, sir. <laughs> You're already teaching them. So all you would be doing if you chose to homeschool was just looking for the right method or resource to teach them that particular task or topic, you know, from uh, maybe the list of standards for your state or whatever you feel is most important for them to learn to go on to become, you know, good humans and successful adults later in life. So it's not about being smart enough. I think it's more important to be dedicated to your kid. Um, because you are smart enough, like you can function and use this phone. <laughs> and if you don't know something, you learn it, you teach yourself how to do it. So you basically would be teaching your kid how to learn, not just what to know. And I think that's the major difference there. So um, with that, I'm gonna go ahead and end it for today, y'all. Um, I do appreciate everybody being here. I hope y'all enjoyed that episode of the Homeschool Help Desk Live. Remember that I am on TikTok, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube at Cousin Tam. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye-bye.